0: Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential
1: illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter.
0: Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
2: This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you.
1: Everybody, welcome to the Triforce Podcast. Ah, welcome back, everyone. Did you watch the animation? I loved it. Yeah, it feels so professional. It was never meant to be so profesh, but it is.
0: When you say the animation, do you mean like the bouncing triangles from the last podcast, Mm. or was there was there a specific animated segment? No, no, no. That—that's oh, what that'll I was come about. later.
2: Those will come oh. later. Bouncing triangles. What did you think of your caricature? I like the top of your triangle being quite shiny.
0: I like that. I—I uh, th- I felt that was either your touch or someone who knows the pain and <laughs> anguish of having a shiny bald head. Yeah, <laughs> projecting that. I, that yeah.
2: <laughs> Do you have the whole Larry David thing where you're you're fond, particularly fond of board other bald people you meet?
0: No, I don't really care for anybody that I meet. I like I I really really <laughs> like women with lots of hair. Like that's yeah. my thing. If, if I opposite. see a woman, like George Costanza had that thing. He likes a woman. There's a great bit in Sanford where Jerry's saying to George, uh, what are you looking for in a woman? He goes, I like long, lustrous hair, you know, really long, thick, lustrous hair. Very, it's very important to me. And then he strokes his bald head, like, subconsciously. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I feel like that that speaks void. Like, you know Larry David understands that being bald, you are instantly attracted to very long, thick, luscious hair on women. And if I see a woman with really thick hair down halfway down her back, I'm like, oh, yeah. Just touch do, you reckon that hair.
2: That's a, do you reckon that's to do with being a T? Teenager in the eighties though, P Flags. No, because I'm I'm
0: not talking about big bouffant like, hairspray like hair. Hairspray
2: queens, yeah.
0: Yeah, and like not like that. I'm I'm Just not a quick into that.
2: Google of eighties hair will bring up a whole bunch of incredibly like a fluffy, massive array
1: of mullets and <laughs> weird sort of valley girl
2: froze with yeah, it, hairspray. yeah that's no good. That's yeah. no, Is that good. no good. So what do you mean there? Do you mean very long? Do you mean like waist I mean like, length? Th-
0: I, I just mean it has to be natural and it needs to be long, thick, thick hair. Yeah. Th- I, so I like, like that.
1: More like, like a Mediterranean sort of, you know, like... That
0: kind of thing. Women yeah. from
1: the Mediterranean always have very thick, sort of dark, long hair. Yeah. Only on their head uh, though, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it has to
1: be head hair because we don't want the beards...
0: I'm not about. I'm not about that bearded woman, No,
1: back sack and crack needs to be without hair as well. in My opinion. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> I'm talking. I'm talking laser. It's getting specific. Because women on the continent do have very hairy backs. It's it's true fact. I've, can I've you, seen it. Can
1: you laser your crack? Is that a thing? Are you allowed to do that? Or are you like, allowed to laser your
2: crack? Yeah. Um, let me
0: ask you. Let me ask you a more important question. Would you like to have someone shoot a laser? at your genitals because personally I'm not about that life what if no, it goes that... wrong it's a laser beam it's a bit it's a bit blowfeldish you know what I mean
1: I watched enough James Bond to know that a laser beam um, coming close to your groin is a bad thing and mm. usually somehow there's going to be a shark involved somewhere too Gotta so be. I feel like no laser beams near the crotch are like a huge no-no
2: like I'm conditioned yeah. well, now uh, Jay's James Bond did have that laser beam very near his crotch, but he was fine afterwards. So I guess, you know, it's not going to be, if it's, as long as you've got like a little lead like pouch around your man man parts. I know, but James you know,
1: Bond is only one example of a very close shave. It's like a shave. coin purse. What about all of those other international spies who didn't have the same good fortune James Bond yeah. had? I you mean know, think
0: think yeah he's right. Sips mutilated right. Think, genitals think it, thanks
1: to lasers.
0: Think about it. Like Blofeld was like, yeah, I'll stick him in the old laser crotch destroyer. Like he just just pops him <laughs> How in. How many there. people <laughs> would be through that before? Yeah. You call this Bond? one the mangler.
1: No, my balls!
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean if I you watch those. that scene, Blofeld isn't even looking at Bond he's like turning away chatting to the guy like hey did you watch that uh, new sitcom last night what do you think the guy's like hey it wasn't for me he's like hey I like that show if you want to end like up in I like the, the girl with in the, the bouffant, bouffant hair like, do. yeah I love that <laughs> big long hair and blowfells hey, like yeah. I Tony two times did you watch hey. the show last night yeah I watched it two times hey. Hey, forget
2: about it <laughs> that's why he's called Tony two times uh, he watches everything twice <laughs> he's, got he's got to yeah he doesn't get it the really, first time so he has really to do like <laughs> another pass to make sure that he gets it yeah, definitely was that Buffon hair like Elaine from Seinfeld had the big old? At least she the originally she had that massive hair. It was, but that it was it, just... that
0: wasn't that wasn't necessarily what I was talking about. I, I what I'm here. Let, let me just clarify. Right, I'm not saying that I want a woman's hair. Do you to like be
2: hairy women?
0: Huge. We get it. What I'm I don't want it to be puffed puffed up with with hairspray and everything like I'm Jennifer Lopez's hair,
2: right? Let's like... have
0: a look at Jennifer Lopez's hair lopez <laughs> Look at <hair>. the <laughs>
1: yeah yeah it's thick
0: yeah man. that's some nice hair and i like yeah. the way it goes kind of little little you know wavy at the bottom and looks a little
1: like the girl from that 70s show you know which one i'm talking about the one with that, the dark I, hair. i
0: didn't like that show that no show, i know, 70s but show, the girl, girl the girl
1: with the dark hair whatever her name is had very lived through the 70s thick, lustrous hair
0: <laughs> Yeah, my he life knows, was that 70s show he knows like,
2: how it was, and it wasn't like what that. What is
0: this historical uh, documentation doing on television? I don't understand.
2: <laughs> 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 so, what you guys been playing this week, games wise? You, you done anything, anything fun? Done anything good? I'm gonna start. I've been on like a an ad- point and click adventure game
1: binge recently. I picked okay. up a game called Shardlight, which is like a sort of a throwback to '90s point and click adventure games. Very pixelated, low res sort of um pretty good story uh and it's been good it's about like eight nine hours to finish it but it was cool i liked it i really enjoyed it and then um day of the tentacle if you remember that game from 1993 uh was remastered and re-released that came out this week so i've been playing that too so like i've just been playing
2: point and click adventure games but did they re-record all the audio for it or not i think they did yeah it's it's pretty good because i saw like a side-by-side comparison and they sort of all they did was update the graphics they didn't like re they they didn't like try and redo it or the
1: graphics needed to be updated they got rid of the scum interface you know like so they made it more sort of you use the mouse to click through you know pick up Uh, look at all that there's a whole bunch of developer commentary there's a whole bunch of concept art you know the typical stuff that they put into like a remastered you know, Grim Fandango was the same. There was a whole bunch of like little extras and stuff, and it was the main thing is that it's now playable on a modern system, whereas before you had to get a DOS emulator and fuck around with a bunch of stuff or whatever. So it would have been harder to enjoy that game, which is like a classic, and now you can you just got pay more money for it. <laughs> it's a those point right? and
2: click games. I had a problem with was. When I used to play them, because I remember playing the original Discworld Point and Click. Do you remember that? I never played that. No. Man, it was fucking hard as nails. And you had to do the most obscure things, like put the rat in the phone or something. It was ridiculous. Like There were were these ridiculous things that you just... When I was a kid, there wasn't guides. You couldn't go on the internet. You didn't know what to do. And so those games took me weeks to get through yeah
1: no i remember me and my friend played monkey island 2 when it came out he got it for christmas i think the year that it came out we were pretty excited and it took us months to finish it because there was just little obscure things that
2: we got stuck on but we experienced those games in such different ways, right? As well. Like it would be this thing where it would kind of like be the we'd have my friend would have his PC set up in the lounge and, you know, his parents would come around and look over their shoulder and like we'd look, we'd be like throwing in suggestions. It was this completely different way of doing stuff. It kind of wasn't this thing that you And I think nowadays the, the danger of having the guide there um, you know, at your fingertips basically means that you either try and play it hardcore and, and it can be really frustrating if you're trying to do it on your own. Or you can just get through the whole game in about twenty-five minutes because the guide shows yeah. that the game is actually really, really short. Do you remember um, Full Throttle? I think that was yeah. a sort of point-and-click. It was that?
1: yeah. It, yeah, it was probably that was probably one of the last Lucasarts point-and-clicks that came out that, that yeah. actually did well. Sort of thing. It was. I think that was sort of the. When the genre was dying out, because I I think adventure games as a as a game genre now are are pretty much dead. There seems there's always been like a couple that have come out over the years, and people think that there's like a bit of a revival or whatever. But I think it's a type of game now that's just not as compelling as it was. Like I don't think people need that kind of game anymore. When with so much out there and stuff, it's nuts. Do
0: Do you know what? Do you know what I think it is? Is that a lot of games now have so much of that sort of at a puzzle element to them anyway that it like games back then were much simpler and you couldn't diversify as much so you couldn't have a shooter that also had puzzle elements and the discovery elements and, and that kind of stuff in it as easily because games were just not capable of being that big and varied yeah so i think if you specify an adventure game that's point and click it feels really simple and I mean, for instance, if you look at something like Firewatch, for instance, which I wasn't a fan of it, but it is essentially a point-and-click adventure that's yeah. 3D. Yeah. So it's kind of, I think it's quite similar in a way that um, the games now have said, well, we can still do that, but in a in a different and, and and more sort of expansive way than just having a simple 2D pixel art, guy walks into frame, goofy line, goofy line. And it's you need an to interesting... combine the, the gum with the guy's ear, to steal his earwax and then use yeah, yeah, that yeah. on the machine, and it's just sense. well. I
1: mean, that's like I mean, there, there's so there's there's different types of adventure games too, right? And the, the mm-hmm. two that I mentioned to to begin with, Shardlight and Day of the Tentacle, are at you know polar opposite ends because Day of the Tentacle is a LucasArts adventure game, which is really well known for being very funny, well written, kind game. of wacky it's a and zany.
2: T- three year old game, yeah, 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 yeah. but. A lot of the times the
1: puzzles aren't really straightforward. You know, they'll be really obscure things that you have to combine together because they set up jokes and they they sort of add to the, you know, universe that you're in or whatever. Whereas Shardlight's a much more serious game and the puzzles are a lot more sort of apparent, you know, like you use a crossbow to shoot something. It's like really straightforward. Whereas I don't think a LucasArts game would let you get away with that, you know, just mm. like just the sort of thing that you would expect, you know, like, I'm going to pick up the gun and I'm going to shoot it. It has to be some long <laughs> convoluted thing that, that eventually leads to somebody else shooting the gun or something that sets up a joke or whatever. So
0: mm. it's yeah, a bit yeah. different.
1: But the point that Perian made about Firewatch being a, a point and click adventure, I, I would agree with that. The difference with Firewatch is that because of the way that it was and the way that the game like sort of presented itself as an experience to you. There was a lot more atmosphere in the game that you don't get in a point-and-click adventure game, I don't think. Because you have such a different view of, like, a 2D adventure game, right? You don't feel totally immersed in it, you know? You're not scared to see what's around the next corner. You're not scared by, like, a phone call coming to you in the middle of the night or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you have... You have a different sort of view of the game. Whereas with Firewatch, you, you do feel like immersed. You feel like you're the character sometimes, you know. It's in the middle of the night, and then the fucking radio goes off, and you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to shit my pants. Like, this is kind of scary and stuff, <laughs> which you don't get in, like, a point-and-click adventure game. So it's a yeah, different experience, I guess. But, you I know, mean, they're uh, all pretty good games.
0: I I also just think um, maybe people sort of have changed their their what they want from a game. Like, maybe the, the mass market for point and clicks has just just isn't there anymore like you get like how many westerns get made these days you know not many no and that used to be pretty much all that was made if you look at if you turn on film four or bbc2 or whatever you are flicking around during the day for a movie it'll be a friggin western because they're cheap as chips and there's a billion of them and they're all the same right but yeah at at that time people loved watching westerns and now westerns are super rare and they're all they only really come out they're like ultra gritty and grim and like, uh, or, you know, right. like true, true Grit or um what was that one called?
2: The thing is, right, this Jesus. makes me think that it's bringing up all these memories. Because I remember, I think I've played every fucking point and click, right? Because, yeah. I mean, I just brought up Full Throttle, but I played all the Broken Sword games. I've played Sam Max. I played all the Monkey Island games. I think right. yeah. there was even a Star Trek point and click that was one of the first games I've yeah, played. There I was. played. Yeah, i played yeah. all yeah. of them. And do you know what? I, 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 I have fond memories of... Of all of them, like in a way. like I don't think I've enjoyed the Monkey Island games since about the second one, but I know there have been about five because I've played them all. And I, 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 don't, I, I think it's kind of this... It's a little bit like Sorcery. You know, the, the iOS game that's now coming out on Steam. I think it's is it out on Steam very soon, Sorcery 3. And 80 Days, have you played those? They're, they're yeah. great iOS games mm. where it's almost like a story game with a little bit of a puzzle element in there. And, you know, it, it, it's it got RPG elements in sorcery and, and things like that because you do sort of bring a, a little inventory and, and it, it's, it's like those adventure books. So in many ways, I think a lot of these early games were bringing a book into a, a, a sort of a virtual world yeah. um, and adding like this extra thing. in in the same way that a movie is a visual display of a, of a story or a book or, you know, and these are, these things are all linked. I think that, that we... Do you know what? I don't think there's there's less of games. I think there's just more of all games. I think the gaming industry has grown ten, a 100,000-fold since 1993. And uh, if you want to get good point and clicks, they're still coming out. If you want to get Space Sims, you know, Master of Orion's being remade. You know, we're playing it. And, you know, we don't rate it particularly because maybe (laughs) we've just moved on since. You know, maybe we don't want a remake of an old game like StarCraft 2. I don't want a fucking remake of StarCraft. Fuck StarCraft! StarCraft needs to be innovated upon and made better. Like... Fucking, I ha- the thing I hated most about StarCraft II was that it was StarCraft, right? I wanted some fucking innovation. I didn't want a remake of a game which I don't want to play anymore. I wanted I wanted like stuff where I didn't want to have to click a button for every single Marine, okay? Every other RTS, you right-click on that button that builds a Marine, and it auto-produces Marines, okay? That's one of my tiny examples about why StarCraft II is shit, right? It's <laughs> shit because yeah. it's just two fucking nerdy, too much clicking. Too, it makes me mad because I think I'd like to play RTS. I'd like to play a really polished RTS. I'd like to have a go at it again, but I don't want to play it te- the most tedious game in the universe. I know? I, I feel like there's, I mean, yeah, there's, there's the, good balance, so, right?
0: I think the, the thing with StarCraft 2, specifically when it comes to that, is that they wanted to make it a, not, not accessible to, but to appeal to pro gamers and to have that high skill cap. And if you can just click auto build that is that would be great for casual filthy casuals like you and me lulu but um when it comes to like playing that at a high level it takes away a huge amount of the the skill of macro and micro management that makes starcraft appealing yeah. i don't want to I, I don't want to play starcraft i stopped playing it a long time ago when i got into dota but for instance to talk about making things easier this patch is coming out for dota this spring cleaning patch that makes some things that, in oh, my opinion, should be there to help good people, patch. right? Yeah. and they're like, people are like, this is making the this is dumbing it down for the idiots out there. What is this? A mobile yeah. game now? You know, it's like, no, calm down. It's just you click on a tower, you can see the tower's attack range. Why does that need? We're to be When are they going to cater
1: to me though, Pflax? <laughs> okay, I'm a high level. I'm a high level player, all right. I don't need any of these features, so called quote I know, unquote buddy. features that they're adding to the game to make it simpler. I don't even okay? need to be
2: able to see my hero. I'm doing wrestling
1: entrances to tournaments on a jumbo jet okay and (laughs) what i need from this game is the competitive edge okay i Mm. need them to make it more difficult because i actually have 15 fingers and wow a highly developed brain as well, and
0: God, these <laughs> <There's> <laughs> loads these of changes examples.
2: are for kids. For, for there's loads for of examples in Dota. <laughs> like one of the classic examples in Dota is that you are running away from some guy, okay? Like let's say he's a guy with a stun, like a Vengeful Spirit, okay? Right. And he, you don't know whether he's got enough mana or not, but you can click on him to see how much mana he's got. But it's right. not shown above his health bar like yours is, okay? Right. Um, there used to be mods and things like this in games that, like Heroes of New Earth that would add that. And there used to be mods in Heroes of New Earth that would add, for example, with Shadow Fiend. You play Shadow Fiend or whatever it was called in, in Heroes of New Earth and you'd be able to see where the raises were coming down. And it would be right. this... And do you know what? You can do these things. These things do exist and they're on Dota and they're called training games or mini games. You know, there's a, there's a mod um, in, in the Dota workshop where you can go in there and you can actually go to a thing and it will show you all the ward spawn boxes and you can put wards down and you can test and you can learn. It's like a training arena, so right. I mean I can see when people are arguing these don't need to be in the main game these 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 arena bits but at the same time they 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 enhance the game you want to make enough changes that enhance the game and allow the game to be accessible and fun without it being this tedious shit I don't want to fucking go into this stupid mini game like stacking camps in Dota right is cancerously bad it's no fun when your camp doesn't stack and and it's not because you've it's because you've clicked it at the wrong time it's because do you You have to learn individually each camp where to pull when to pull like how to pull, how many it can do. You have to learn that for like fifteen fucking camps and it's It's
1: that but that oh. I mean that's a really good example because that's something that I always just assumed. And if you don't know much about Dota and camp stacking and stuff, I'm sorry, but I mean I'm not gonna explain it. And I don't think either of <laughs> these guys are going to either. No. Anyway, it's 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 I would say that it's an obscure mechanic, okay? Somebody who's just starting to play the game or learning how to play the game will not know about that. And yeah, yeah. that sort of leads me to believe that Maybe it wasn't intended design. You know, like I don't think that when they were designing Dota 2 uh, as a game to be played, they really considered that people would actively do that or it would become this like staple high level strategy sort of thing. It's something that I think players just started doing uh, and it became like a popular thing to do. And now it's become so part of the game, but it's, it, it seems like kind of a shame that it has become part of the game as well, like because it takes away focus from the fun elements of the game and forces you to do this really dumb shit in the game just to like sort of keep up because you know the other team is doing it. You know what I mean? Like you have know. to
0: do I, it. I, I, I really like it. I like it because it does add a tactical element to the game, and I, I think it would be bad to to remove that kind of stuff or to to not reward it. And the idea that you, you have to do something because the enemy's doing it. Well, then the response that you do to that, and we had this in a game the other day, is they stack the camps and you go as a group and steal their stacks. So it's yeah. like, or you can make your own stacks, or you can just lose because their is going to get more farm, or you can, you know, there, there are multiple responses to that situation. And I, I kind of like that variety. And I also think what you were saying about how the camp stacking was probably an accident, I agree, it almost certainly was a simple check Like, so imagine that you have these little areas in the jungle, which is sort of a neutral area, and there are monsters that just randomly spawn on the minute mark on that location. If there's nothing else there, either an existing uh, neutral enemy um, or a player or an observer ward, right? So what you can do is go and attack the enemies. They'll follow you out of the spawn box. If there's nothing in there, some new neutrals will spawn in. You walk away the original neutrals now go back and you have twice as many there and you can repeat that like three four five times so you get these what, yeah. what we call stacks of guys yeah. Now that is worth doing but it's also a risk reward because the enemy can come and farm them or Listen, you know i, don't, I, I, I like think that.
2: that the broader topic here is i think it's a little bit like the psychology of, of gaming in a sense that you know why they put those little puzzles in Mass Effect or whatever so when you're you're going or or picking locks right in Fallout it's it's yeah. to break up the repetitive shooting right it's yeah. you know it's why in Wolfenstein which I really enjoyed actually I didn't like I, I finished I I Last week, I talked about how I really enjoyed the New Order. I really yeah, did yeah. enjoy it. I thought it was great. Man, Story I feel like, I feel like Wolfenstein
1: is going to be something that we end up talking about every week somehow. Like, <laughs> it's just but one I of those played, things where it's like... I
2: played the DLC, right, which is called the old whatever. Um, is it any good? The <laughs> old whatever. I, I can't, Wolfen <laughs> it was crap. something. The old whatever. I didn't whatever. enjoy it. <laughs> it's I, didn't crap? it I, didn't, I didn't rate it at all. I didn't rate oh, the DLC... At oh, all man. compared to the original game, it just didn't hold Surprise. up to to, the, to any of the. It felt like this thing that was like, oh, okay, we better rush this out because we uh-huh. agreed to do one. And it was just unfortunate. It was, it was, it was in comparison, oh, okay. in comparison it wasn't good. But the psychology of these games, like, is that it breaks up that pace. And so I think that whether stacking in the jungle was intended or unintended, I think that it gives. Players things to do that breaks up the fighting and the laning, and it's a different thing. You know, it's yeah. that same thing. You don't. You just need a simple like lock picking mini in Skyrim to break up the wandering in the wilderness and the killing of undead. You know, it helps to have these little mini games in games. You see them more and more. Um, it, it is a bit of a psychology thing. I think mm. that one, one thing. Just very quickly going back to what we were sort of talking about with point and click games. I think some games have. Used the game and the power of 3d and the power of things really well like one one thing i would love to, to say is the room on ios one two and three they're all great games if you haven't played them you really should they are yeah. fantastically clever little good really enjoyable puzzle games that c- could not be done without a computer okay um they just they just couldn't and they are i mean so- imagine playing dota
1: without a computer Right. I, no, 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 I'm sorry. Like, well, <laughs> in, in the sense that the sense stacks of camps. Oh my god! <laughs> I need the paper clips out. Oh, Jeez. <laughs> in the, the sense wood? that 80
2: Days and Sorcery are very they they they're enhanced by being in a computer. But but I think that they're so I don't know the room. They're just so unique. So, do you have any games that you are absolutely like in love with and you want to see more of, and you can't play enough of? Me? Yeah.
0: My my Eternal. imaginary version of civilization that I've been working on for about three months. Okay. I've been working on this imaginary version of, of Civ Six. And oh, I've yeah. been writing this big list of documents and I've been thinking Fuck. about is how your, it. Is your
1: is your like house right now like Russell Crowe, <laughs> a beautiful mind, with paper <laughs> everywhere and ideas, and your wife is just like NOT NOT CIV Six again. Again, period. Jeez. Stop it. Stop talking about Civ 6. But it's a great idea,
0: honey. It's, it's going it's <laughs> to make the big time. Sid Myers yeah. is going to want to suck my dick after I'm done with this one. Yes. Um. Yeah. <laughs> actually, if, you come, if you go into my living room, I'll, I'm generally sat there in my underwear. There's like candles around. And in, in the middle of the living room, there's like a framed picture of Sid covered in like kiss marks and all my oh. notes around that. And occasionally I have I say a prayer to Microprose games, or, or whoever made the yeah, original. Yeah. Sip.
1: You got the candles. You got like the tribal music yeah, and stuff. History books are all like open at certain yeah. points and everything. I just like they oh, were man. wrong
0: about the Byzantine <laughs> era. I knew it. <laughs> This is going to change my notes about everything. I'm like scrapping a whole wall just quickly. Yeah, no, I've, I've just... So
2: is, is this something you do in the shower and then you, or, or you go to bed thinking about and then you, 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 you flipped the bedside to take light uh... and you might scribble some notes or...
0: <laughs> no, I, I've, that... I've started to take time out every day to... Instead of just napping, like I used to be on two naps a day because I love a nap in it up, right? So i nice. trimmed that I back respect to... I that. It's great. I've trimmed it back to one nap and then one thinking time. Okay, and I meditation. just, I'd, yeah, I basically, just, yeah, you could call it that. I just, thought I just made it up. It's a completely new, original idea, right? You, you can call it meditation if you want. I call it uh, thinking, thinking time. It's, it's yeah. dad's
2: thinking yeah, time. Yeah,
0: patented period thinking time. So I just, I lie on the sofa, I, I, I uh, cover my eyes so it's, it's like dark. I'm listening out. The kids are playing, they're drawing and stuff like that. And I'm just like zoned out, the TV's off and everything. And I'll just let my mind sort of wander and I'll just think, but I won't worry about stuff. Like I won't sit there. My wife, if she has any spare time, she worries. That's what she does with her spare thinking time is she frets and she plans and she thinks, oh, we should really get this done and we've got to worry about that. Whereas I just zone out everything and I just think, I just let my mind wander and imagine stuff. So I've started thinking about Civ 6. So I'm imagining sitting down and playing my imaginary version of Civ 6 and the stuff I'd like to see in it and how I think the game will play out and the stuff that I think... Has gone wrong, and I really think over the mechanics of civilization and what I would like to change, and then how I would fit that into my version of Civ.
2: Nice. This is amazing. It's
0: been really interesting. I love this. It's been it's been really. Do you know what, interesting?
2: what this reminds me of, right? Go on. When I was a kid, I used to love playing Warhammer, and uh, yeah. well, me and my friend used to play Warhammer. And we can't we can't be more than about nine or ten, right? Right, yeah. and. Uh, the time when I played Warhammer was the time when Necromunda had just come out, and it was this big thing that they were promoting all the game shops. And whenever yeah, yeah. you go into a Warhammer shop, always, there's always it's always a cycle, right? It's like Blood Bowl. I think I missed Blood Bowl, right? But you, yeah, yeah. you, you were you were a little bit older than me, so you were the Blood Bowl generation. Right? Yeah. Anyway, but bear I was in mind the... there
0: weren't Games Workshop stores the way there are now, like all over the place. Uh, it was it was rare. Like there were hobbyist stockists. Well, there were that when I was into, a kid. Model shops and stuff. But yeah. So
2: I. It was maybe it was a new thing then, and um, so Necromunda was this this sort of arena battle game. Anyway, I I built this whole thing up in my head as a kid because this is what kids do—they're so creative and inventive. Anyway, I wrote this incredibly massive, long-winded story and document about how, like you know, about this gang that I created and how right. I envisioned it fighting and all these scenarios and all this stuff, and I sent it all into um, White Dwarf, who's the Warhammer yeah. magazine, and used they to be sent so me a very good. nice letter back saying oh you know thank you for your great ideas you know oh we're yeah. really looking forward to having a go at your campaign and stuff and then i think they sent me another letter back saying we tried out your campaign it was like so so hard uh, <laughs> all of our all of our like squad died they they were they were really nice and accommodating to my nine-year-old wow. um foolish self but that's what i can sort of envision you're a little bit like now you've just got this <laughs> You're like it's, it's like a
0: nine-year-old like, Lewis Brindley. Is that oh. how they
2: signed off the letter? You're
1: a fool, Lewis.
0: <laughs> 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 it's in serious, seriously.
1: Games Workshop, all of us. Yeah. You, P.S. You, you will never
0: work here. <laughs> you ever. will
1: never. You
0: will you never, never work board. in this industry. You <laughs> clown.
2: <laughs> Man, no, poor so. Lewis. so I imagine p Pflex wakes up in the morning in like the Buddhist temple on like top of a lonely sort of you know mountain, like in Thailand, looking out over like this wonderful landscape. And he like descends to his brothers, and they all nod, and like they they're all wearing like a t-shirt that's like civilization, you know it's like kind of all it's got it's got like it's got like a they've got like a sort of uh, robes, but they're you know in a s- specific style. And then yeah. he looks, he sort of goes out onto the balcony. And he sort of does, does a prayer to microprose. And then he sits down. He's got his like, fingers like um, pinched together like you're about to snap, you know, like this. And yeah. Um, yeah. you just go, bye-bye to you. To you. Like, <laughs> yeah. sing, the, yeah. sing the holy theme of the people. <laughs> yeah.
1: You like walk then, into a temple and Sid Meier's just sitting on a throne. And you just give him that knowing look. And then out of nowhere, like a lightsaber appears. And you just chop his head off. And then you sit down exactly. on the throne, you're like, Exactly. Civ 6,
2: motherfuckers. Uh, now I will make Civ 6.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. So tell me, but, let me do you give, have give, any. Give, give me, of I'll your give notes. you some examples. Yeah, yeah, I've got the notes. I'll give you I'll give you an example. Okay?
2: Oh, this is amazing.
0: So th- think about the way, and this is true of pretty much all 4X games, all right? How do they handle population growth? You make Here's how they it. no, it's This a, is it's like true. a geography it's, lesson. It's always I, just with I the, didn't the food, right? I, I didn't Abundance know what I expected. I didn't know what I expected. So here's his here's, here's how they have population growth, okay? You make more food and more people turn up. But that's right. not how it works. It's supply and demand. If you have more people, you need more food. So what I'm thinking is the population will continue to grow, but you better have farmland there to support that population. So but and also think about this. It's not like the government says you go out and farm that field. They just like farmers exist. That's how they make their living. Same as people who are lumberjacks or or cattle ranchers or whatever. That's what they do. And the government benefits from it and tries to like protect society. And so you, I, I want to be more about the macro management stuff rather than literally saying we need a road between this town and this forest. So I like the idea of if you're using a lot of trees, like if I want to build spearmen, we're going to need some uh, we're going to need some trees for that. You know, right. we're going to need some. We're going to need some metal for the for the points and stuff. So yeah. you start off with a sort of vague view of your surroundings. But rather than have a, oh, I want to build a city here, but it's three tiles short of that forest, and uh, it will need to be near this hill, like. That's that, that's stupid. There's no way you the say, people are going to go, it's just mm. too far for us to get to that vital resource. I, I hate that. So I want it to be more about a province and, and the people expand so that you get an idea of the fact that, well, we're using this forest and we're using this river and we're using these hills. So we consider this part of our shit. This is our shit right here because we use it. So if you can you know, legitimately lay claim to the fact that you're using a forest, that's your forest. That's how shit works. It's not like there's a hard border that exists. There's three tiles in this direction, that direction. That's bullshit. It makes it like a board game. I want it to to grow in in relation to the geography and and how you you use it.
2: I mean, do you do you want your people to be kind of free, like the free market, and because that's 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 kind of how it's supposed to work, you know? Like, yeah, no, I, I uh, like that
0: idea. Where I you like impose the idea, laws,
2: yeah. so, like the one-child policy. So, would your would your policy be like the six-child policy? You know, so you'd control how many kids people are having.
0: Well, I mean, let's say you want to help well, grow the well, population. For instance, don't have any wars, right? Wars should cost population. That's where soldiers come from, not from not the end like of a, wars. Not from a only hammer. only kill
2: men. They don't right, kill but, women. But, right,
0: but the point is that that is still population, isn't it? It's that is still population. No, we're so you often, talking about
1: wars. Kill women too. Like well, I, yeah, World War Two, civilian but. casualties made up the. Sort of bulk of the fifty-five million people worldwide that died yeah, during yeah, World exactly. War
2: II. Oh yeah, but but back in the day, we're talking. We're not talking about like. Well, modern war is very different. But even so, a lot more men died in World War II than women. A lot. I don't
0: know, well, maybe. No, yeah, maybe. I mean you would yeah, consider that I'm like sure. entire
1: cities were obliterated like with carpet bombing and stuff I don't think that that's the case like I think lots of I lots mean, if, and if lots of lots of people died troop,
0: troop, just troop losses up. yeah maybe troop losses you could say obviously they were almost all all dudes but but either way it's still costing you population men are people too lewis you monster mm. all right uh, yeah <laughs> that's true but it's not quite so so I mean obviously
2: yeah obviously you're going to lose population I think that's it makes sense period that that would affect it your would. Civilization.
0: It? Yeah. It would. So so you're, you're, you've you got your little city there. And you've got like eight population or whatever. You shouldn't just be able to churn out dozens of units because where are all these dudes coming from? Yeah. You don't just make a bow and a man appears to hold the bow. So you wouldn't be able to have a civilization that's just expanding this vast military beyond the, the means of its population. So let's say you want to gear up for war. You're thinking we need some more people. So I'd have like, instead of just a city state, there would be minor nations. And taking them out, you know, if you want to, you could do that. Obviously, you would you. get the whole warlord thing, you'd be more of a kind of, and, and that, that would shape your people. So the decisions you make would shape what kind of people you have in your society. So if you're the kind of society that's going around crushing people, dominating people, that's going to have an effect on your national character, because you're known and your people are part of that that system of oppression and conquest. So you're not gonna, you know, there'll be benefits, for instance, perhaps in that uh, scenario, you might have less uh, culture and artists, and but you might be very good at like military science and production and stuff. So your, your civilization be, would be shaped not by some decision made on high, like I'm gonna be rational now because I've researched rational. It's like, well, no, because what have you done to actually grow to that point? Like if you've built a lot of libraries and you've focused on science and stuff, your, your civilization is going to be more of a scientific civilization and their, their, their nature will be defined by their history. So I, I like that. So I, I want to see it grow rather than just a simple, very board gamey choices of uh, oh, I, we're going to build it here so I can get this horse and that hill and that tree and that mountain. I, I want okay. it to be, well, we've been using that river and we've been using that tree. So that's our borders. Those are our boundaries. And it grows in little towns and villages and shit. I, I love all that stuff.
2: Man, so oh, I think that we just need to put you in contact with Fraxis. Get you. in oh, yeah, you know, like <laughs> and the, you can the do level a presentation.
1: Of, the level of detail that you've like put into this, and the amount of thought that you've put into this, I do the same thing, but I want to redefine pornography. Like I think, <laughs> I think right. that the staple sort of, hey, your pizza's here oh but i don't have any money to pay you with you know like it's been done when was the last time you watched (laughs) we're sick of watching that pornography okay we want to see something new and fresh and like you know how about like two people working on an oil rig and it's like a forbidden love that's the pornography i want to see okay i'm sick of the pizza boy have you not
0: noticed the way porn has changed there's no story where's the story now it's just the, exactly. The, there's a woman there. She she shows you attention. and she shows you all her goodies. And then some erect penis just hovers into view. Yeah, and yeah. boom, we're at and, it. There's no story.
1: You know, and, and the potty a mouth. Ghost penis mouth as well. hovers and it's interview. like, you know, come on, give me a bit of dialogue. You know, like yeah. let's have like a bit of lead up. Like, oh gosh, looks like the there's been a rupture in Sector 6. We better go check it. Oh, <laughs> I've got a huge boner right now. Whoa. <laughs> And then it just turns into oil rig management. (laughs) I would love to watch some of that. Uh, That's just an example. You know, there could be like other stuff, you know, like what about cops on the beat? You know, be like, yeah, we got a 187 uh, reported at uh, Frank's liquor store. Can you uh, copy? Sorry, I'm blowing a guy in the back (laughs) of my cop car.
0: Unable to copy. (laughs) I have a code 69 going on in the back of this car. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Oh Jesus!
1: Sixty-nine! Oh my God!
2: Someone needs to clap for that. Wow. Somebody well,
1: needs to get on all of this because I'm getting bored over here. Okay, yeah, like the same. I feel you. It's the same shit over and over and over. And like, I want a bit of pizzazz. Pizzazz. I don't want pizza. I want pizzazz. Okay, like take. Let's take the pizza out of pornography. Okay, never again should they make a <laughs> pornography video or movie with that storyline in it. They do. They've I'm stopped sorry. stopped
0: like 20 years ago. Yeah. Nick. You're just, you're watching your 1990s VHS. You're still watching the old VHS over and over
1: again. I know. I found he them just... in my friend's basement. They're my, they his dad's. He had a whole stack of unmarked VHS tapes, like in the boiler room of his house. Wow. And then we, we watched them. Yeah. And that was I it. Recognize. It was all pizza delivery and tennis oh, lessons. What the fucking tennis lessons? I mean, come on. Nobody's having sex at a tennis lesson okay oil rigs though you never know you're out there you're isolated yeah you know it's just two guys two two dudes you know on an oil rig two guys (laughs) out
2: there you know working hard but playing harder it's and there's a helicopter coming in (laughs) with a with a set of supplies yeah supplies just happens to be tennis coach
1: yeah like a bunch of like Masseuses lube. and
0: lube. what are we gonna do with with all this lube? Jeez, <laughs> oh, uh, looks like
1: they got the delivery wrong again. What are we gonna do with or three thousand gallons
0: of lube? <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs>
1: Oh, man. All Can right, I tell so, you more yeah.
0: about my – just one more thing about my Civ Six thing? Because I I, sure. I want to see, see what you think about this idea, okay? Okay, I'm ready. So the, you know the way you've got your gold and you've got your, your um, tourism and you've got your, your research and all that? I thought another resource that you could develop and spend would be called authority, okay? So your okay. authority represents how well you've managed – your people's needs and security and how much faith they have in you and also the punishments you've meted out to sort of give you the authority that you need to do things like, say, build a castle. Uh, You know, I mean, sorry, you build a castle, so you'd get some authority from that. So if you wanted to do things like change some laws or or do something, your authority would be affected by that. And you can then spend your authority on various things I haven't come up with yet, but I'll come up with it. But it's like a measure of your power and your influence and how likely people are to do what you tell them and be happy and not rebel, because you've got the authority level to keep them in check. And you get little quests from your population, like there are some bandits fucking up my shipping route. Uh, can you handle that? And you do it and you get some authority or you fail to do it and you lose some authority. So it's kind of like a flexible resource as well. And I kind of like that idea of your your authority is not based on how many fucking stadiums you can build because it's not like the lack of football stadiums and zoos is what's keeping Britain from turning into open revolt. It's the sense that there's an authoritative power in charge and our needs are more or less met. That's what keeps us in check, not fucking circuses. You know what I'm saying?
1: Well, I wouldn't underestimate a circus at the same time, though.
0: I'm just Well, saying. it would have to be one hell of a circus, Sips.
1: I'm talking like the Moscow city circus. You know, the dudes that can like contort and stuff.
0: You like that, huh?
1: Yeah. Oil now, that's a setting too. for a <laughs> porno like, right that's there. A, that's a great one, yeah. <laughs> We're just in from Moscow for a circus. Oh, I <laughs> don't have any money to buy a ticket. Well, <laughs> will this
0: do? Yeah, it will actually. Fuck. How about I've some just pizza? Oh, this guy how about again. Some pizza? <laughs> not this guy again. <laughs> she <laughs> just turns up. Yeah. Hey, how about a pizza? Get out of here, you bum. We're oil rig workers. It doesn't make sense. How'd you get here? Come on.
1: Man, your Civ six ideas are pretty good. I, I'm not into Civ enough to fully appreciate them, but I think if you're a Civ buff, maybe like those are really yeah.
0: They'll They'll tear it apart, but I don't care. I've got all I kinds like of it. ideas.
2: I like it. Do you know what? It's a little bit like your religion, you know. It's your religion. It's it's your it's your go it's your peaceful place right now. Yeah. People people can't break that down. People can't tear that apart. They can't take it away from you. They it's can't true. take it away from it's you.
0: It's mine. No? Civ, Civ it, Imaginary Civ Six is a game that I play in my head and yeah. you can't touch that. Yeah. It's a uh, it's the MC hammer of thought. You you cannot take it away Maybe from Maybe
2: with me. a laser we could
0: get it. No, you can't laser it out.
1: It's a it, it sort of makes you think like If you could play a game right now, even a Mm. game that doesn't exist, I guess for you, it'd be your Civ 6.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just to see how it goes. I'd like to work on it. For me,
1: I would love to. And some games have tried this before and failed. There's been a couple of different. It's got to be a city builder for me because I love playing city building games. But I want to play a city builder that feeds into something, right? Mm. So you have, like, a city. And, like, I'm not talking, like, a modern city. Like, I'm talking banished, you know, like... Right, yeah. Old-style medieval hamlet, and then you build it up into, like, a town and a city and stuff. But I would love to have something that I fed into that other people did, you know? So you'd have a region or, like, a county with a couple of little towns in it and you know you could trade between the cities you could make resources that fed into it you know somebody could sort of develop some sort of kingdom or something um and decide to go to war and then they could come to you try to get taxes from you or like resources from you and you could say no i want to stay independent i don't want anything Mm. to do with this or whatever or yeah you know I'll, i'll supply this and stuff and I think that would be awesome. I would love to play that, but I think Mm. it'd be very, very hard to make. Yeah. And it'd be very hard to get it right. But I I just love that. I love starting with nothing and building something, but then that something being useful towards something bigger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that, like,
0: that, is, that is the problem with a lot of these games is you build the thing, and it's just there, and now you have it, yeah. and it's like, what now? Like, yeah, yeah. it would be good to, to then manage it on a sort of macro scale would be kind of interesting. yeah Or
1: something or, like Factorio. You know, you, you land on a planet, there's a, some resources, you have to set up a system whereby you can just get all of these resources, and it fed back into something. You know, it, it, it'd be awesome if they added like a factorial mini game to like eve online or something like that where <laughs> you could just go off colonize like a little a cool little base on a planet extract like all of the resources but do it very efficiently and you have to sort of make it so that all of this stuff can leave the planet regularly and you know get to where it needs to go and sometimes it can be intercepted by pirates or whatever and I, that would be awesome. I would love that. I would love to well, play that game. But again, can
0: you imagine? Can you imagine playing Civ where, when your city gets to a certain point, you have to go and city skyline that city? that'd be and awesome then, so you then spend 25 hours playing city <laughs> skylines come back to civ like a, th- three to weeks later like huh, hitler move, on your doorstep the- with like <laughs> 50 right hours so. while you've been uh building that motorway yeah, we're here oh shit
1: i would love that that would be that would be like my dream game but again i think it'd be too hard to do and i think it would be it, it's not that the technology would hold it back. I think it would just be too hard to get it right, so that yeah, people God. would want to play it, and it would not be just a big fucking complicated mess of shit.
0: Did you but. ever play a game? Mm. It was it was a it was a Games Workshop game. It was it looked like Settlers of Catan before Settlers of Catan existed. It was like a series of hexagonal tiles. Was it called Citadels and Cityscapes or something? Yeah, let me I've just Google this. it.
2: Google it. He's googling yeah. it. So, why else have you been playing this week, sips? Have you played anything good this week?
1: No, that's it. Um, I played that, and um off and on, I've been playing the division, which everybody seems to dislike it, but for some reason, I actually kinda like it so far the, I haven't gotten um, to the end game yet, so
2: yeah, I've, maybe it'll get still grungy, of, but. i still haven't I still haven't installed it i will I will I promise, but I'm so busy um I had no internet at home, and so one of the things I was doing I've got internet now. Um, so hopefully I'll just be back in Dota. But one of the things I'll be doing every day is doing like one of the runs on Binding of Isaac. So they've added this this in in Binding of Isaac expansion after birth. There's basically this daily challenge which Nilesy and Rhythian are into. Right. And um, did you ever play Binding of Isaac?
0: No. I've
2: it's
1: played it briefly, like not enough to fully appreciate how ma- like people love that game,
2: don't they? It's like a like a mini cult. It's pretty old school. Yeah. And like the way that in the, it's a kind of a, it, in many ways it's like a bullet hell, um, and we're combined with a sort of very randomised RPG system of stacking items together and getting a lot of synergy and man, I've 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 really enjoyed it. I so this week I um I did mostly I just do the, the daily daily sort of challenges where it starts you with a character who's already sort of got an item or something like that that's that's pretty rare and unusual yeah and so. Um, you play the game, and every run is always totally different. I've played maybe like twenty runs this week, and and every one, my character is completely different in in so many ways. Like one one of my guys is surrounded by orbiting like creatures who shoot shit. One of them is like a giant fly. One of them like laser beams. Anyway, I finished it. I well, I complete. I killed Mum and Mum's heart uh, eleven times. So then I unlocked all of the special stuff. And that unlocks the the two areas from the rebirth, which are the, the cathedral and um, like Sheol, um, which is like super super hell. And man, super it's just, hell! It's great. It's like you go up to Well, heaven and hell are, like the two sort of end gamey places tonight. So I killed nice. um, I killed Isaac, who's the boss of cathedral, with the blue baby, which is like really hard to do. Um, and that unlocks an item on isaac called the d6 right and so whenever you whenever a new item drops in like a treasure room you can re-roll it and so it's it's really powerful because you can you can you can basically say oh this is a crappy item i'll re-roll it and you can you basically get like two chances to get something good that synergizes with you and man it feels great playing binding of isaac you, you you become very you can become very 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 powerful once you once you get a feel for the controls it just becomes very satisfying to to go through the levels to and even like after I've played like a bunch of runs this week, it feels like I've not even like scratched the surface of items. So I've I've kind of finished the game in a sense. I haven't I haven't finished the game in that I haven't unlocked hardly anything in the game. I've not really killed the bosses in Afterbirth or gone through that stuff. But I also killed um, Mega Satan, who's the boss of. <laughs> Nail nice. and it's Mega it's, Satan. He's fucking Satan. nails. And man, it's great because it's got really good progression in that game. Um, you know, you start off and you're quite noob, and you have to fight Mom, and and you do it, and you win, and it's like fucking fantastic. And, you, and you're like, man, that was really satisfying. I'm really, it was hard, but I did it. And then you you do it again and then it unlocks more stuff so it's like okay there's now two more floors to kill with much much harder things and another boss and then after that it's like okay it's another floor another boss another floor another boss and it it kind of is it's great it's a little bit like i love that roguelike that's that that game like the ftl the roguelike game where there's so many so many like randomized things that happen that every game is different and and sometimes you can get lucky and sometimes you can get unlucky. But the best games are those like, like Binding of Isaac where even if you're unlo- lucky, there's still things you can do. So, for example, there's like a dice room, okay, that you can find. Yeah. And if you step on the dice, it will re-roll all of your items. So I was like just the most gimped character, right? And I, I was like, oh, I'm just, I, I need to restart because I'm just struggling through. And then I found a dice room. I was like, oh, holy fucking shit. I re-rolled all of my items. And suddenly... I'm, like, firing fucking laser beams that cover the entire screen. I'm, like, wow. I'm, I'm using a completely different set of stuff. Or, like, you know, oh, man, it was it was amazing. I'm, I'm just... I've been completely converted because so I wasn't really a, a Binding of Isaac fan. I thought, oh, it's too hard, it's too complicated, I can't do yeah, it. Yeah,
1: I, I think I'm like that. I've heard of it, and I know bits and pieces about it, but I don't have any appreciation for how good of a game it is sort of thing. Like, yeah, same I, here. I haven't
2: played it enough. Man, I just... I have to, I'll have to share it with you because, man, I, I, I can see why Nilsy has had such a passion for so long, and a lot of people play a lot of binding. Yeah, a lot of people play. Yeah, yeah, I know. And, yeah. I might have to try it out.
0: By the way, Mighty Empires, for anyone wondering, was the name of the board game I was talking about. which was Mighty, an old Mighty em- Empires. Mighty Empires. It was an old, old Games Workshop game. It was still made when they did miniatures under Citadel Miniatures, which I think was a company that was presumably absorbed by Games Workshop to make miniatures for them. But um, it was you had a bunch of hexes. Like Settlers of Catan, you turned them all the other way up, and then you drew them and you built a map. But what you were meant to do was then, for each battle... On the mighty empire's map the end goal was that that would then be a warhammer fantasy battle battle so you wouldn't just roll a couple of dice you'd go spend a weekend fighting that battle between the orcs and the the men at the the, at this river crossing so you'd have to set up your Warhammer fantasy battles map to sort of match the terrain that the tiles were on so it was like a way of managing your campaign that was the dream and i we were like this would never happen can you imagine it this was in the 80s when computers were still shit and that's basically what total war is and it's, it's like now, it's a game that exists. So wow. well, it just blows And here's my, um,
2: Warhammer Total War coming out pretty soon, isn't it?
0: Warhammer Total War, well, yeah. That's exactly, the, it, is the, it is exactly what Mighty Empires was in the 80s in my imagination. And now here it is on the computer.
2: Fuck. May 24th
0: Yeah, it's yeah, there out. it is. Only the AI will probably be garbage because, God bless them, they can't code AI to save their lives, those boys, but uh, they'll give it a go.
2: Honestly, Warhammer is what Total War has needed for a yeah. long fucking time. You know, it's needed fantasy. It's needed big old ogres stomping around, and you know, giant, giant fucking monsters. And, and it's needed that that warhammer feel to make it better. Because I personally not a fan of Total War. I've played all of them. No. I I really can't stand them though. I can't stand the battles. I can't stand the the, the, the way it sort of functions. And do you know what? The very first PC game I ever played. Was a game called Shadow of the Horned Rat, okay, um, which is yeah, a Warhammer it was a Warhammer game. A Warhammer game, yeah, and it yeah. Was Like a war, it was like it was like total Warhammer. You know, you yeah. had your a little army, and it was a little sort of campaign army, and you sort of fought. I mean, I, I remember it very nostalgically and fondly, but I think if I saw it yeah, again it was today, I'd, it was decent. I think it looked terrible. No, but that was it's the first awful, PC game yeah, I had. It was,
0: it was good at and the
2: time. I think that that sort of spoiled Total War games for me because I was always hoping there would be these cool stuff, you know, and it wasn't. War, 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 Total War, war was just pretty boring. I mean, I, I don't want to say war is boring, right? <laughs> but <laughs> and these battles war. are boring. But they kind war of are boring. boring.
0: It was, like, it was really good. I mean, Rome Total War. The first one, the uh, originally Medieval Total War felt really good. And then the second one was really good. Shogun, like the Total War Shogun 2 was the best that they've made, in my opinion. It was incredible. It was a genuinely really, really good game. But the, the, the problem is, all right, you know, maybe you find the battles boring or whatever. But the AI in the battles is routinely at release just unplayable. Like in Empire, you would have these sieges and the game was broken. The AI would never attack. If You you couldn't leave your citadel because then they would easily win. So you just had to wait out the battle timer. And it would be like, you would have to tick the option that says, please limit battles to one hour. So you'd have to tick one hour and then fast forward the game and wait about eight minutes for it to fast forward through the hours. Everyone just stands there on the battlements and his guys all stand there watching from afar. And that was like the average siege in Empire for me or they would it's, just go hey cavalry are quick so they'll get to the enemy first so the cavalry the enemy cavalry just runs at you you obliterate them and then his infantry come to you you obliterate them cuz you've got cavalry and they haven't it's like well what could did you guys not test this like that's the problem i have <laughs> with the game is that ai is I, just I, like I, awful. I think that
2: this is the worry that war, I'm going to have with Warhammer i think that the, it's not just the individual ai of like that stuff it's the individual ai of your own troops too right they yeah. they it's so fiddly to to tell them exactly where you want them to be and they, they 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 fucking make these weird decisions and there's a lot of weird like stuff about charging into flanking and uh, it's it's all just a, a bit messy yeah. i mean i love looking at and reading about old battles on wikipedia or whatever and and you see how you know these things went like like a classic like oh you know they were in a ravine and there was a hill on this side and the archers were here and they cavalry charged around the side and you know you yeah I want to play that, but this fucking game has always made it so awkward and fucking shitty that it's torture. And also you are controlling a bunch of identical faceless, nameless minions who are kind of, there's no invest, you know, invested feel to any of them. You know, I think even back in the day, like when I played shadow of the horn rat, that was the first one I played. Um, the way the sort of campaign worked was that you started off with a group of horsemen and a group of infantry and they were they were named you know your guys And then as you as it went on, you recruited other bands of people like a band of archers and a cannon and stuff like that. And you could recruit like a bunch of pikemen and they would be named. They would have like a kind of story behind them. And so at least then when you built your army, it felt like you were kind of going in with this thing that was sort of you were attached to. Whereas I think in Total War, it's more like I've got five units of halberds, five units of longer halberds, five units of short halberds, five units of swords halberds, five units of mounted halberds, five units of... Fuck off! I don't care! They're all the same! It doesn't help me! Right? There's no uniqueness! There's no... Everyone! You can have, like, light-armoured, medium-armoured, medium-light-armoured, medium-heavy-armoured, skirmishing-light- heavy-armoured, medium-fucking-armoured, shielded... Who cares? I, they're all... They don't mean anything! It's <laughs> annoying! I wish it was, like, just... One. Like I've played. I played spin. like very fucking briefly. Hell. Total
1: War games, right? And is it like a fairly common thing when you play it a lot to just auto resolve like the fights, or is 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 the thing with yes. that game you have to it do because really that's like just the to main skip part, the part of the entire
2: game. game. That's what you're doing when you're also resolving, by the way. well you are skipping the entire game. You might as well I'd, be playing fucking chess.
1: Yeah, because I just thought that maybe the game was really good, like on a grand strategy level, you know, like it making isn't. making a granary and, you know, having a, you know, dude become a king and stuff like that. And I just found the I just found the fights really tedious in the end. Like sort of like what Lewis was saying, you just have these columns of guys and they just seem to gyrate around against each other. And it just didn't really feel that fun. I just auto resolved them. All the time, well, and then just some of them I did. So the after. ones that were
0: obvious that I was going to win or lose, I did. But the big battles—I mean, there are there are some—you can have some great battles in it. Really, it, there's nothing quite like it. But the problem is that you need to get all these community mods that actually fix the game because the battles yeah. are so miserably awful otherwise, and the AI is so clueless and very easy to manipulate. This is the problem I have with a lot of games. AI is once you figure out what they analyze of, about what you're doing, it's very easy to manipulate the AI with sort of feints and things. And they always buy it. Like, they, you know they if they code some AI, they need to put in some... <sighs> I th- o- occasionally, I think- it needs to not respond that way. Yeah. Like, instead of just having, case X, we do this. Case Y, we do that. It's like, well, then I just make out like I'm going to do this. You guys do this stupid thing. And then, bam, I just own you at the same point every time. It's stupid. I think what
2: pisses me off about this game, most of all, right, is that it's taking up that space in the game industry right in, in that these guys are known f- for making this game it's like imagine imagine a football manager right. they were they were football manager of the kings is a football manager right they are there yeah. are not very many other people making football manager games oh
0: well, there okay? are but they're all awful go on
2: right <laughs> the problem is, is that no one else is making these types of games because Total War is such a such a big pioneer in the space and the things they do everyone thinks oh I have to do like them because they try and copy the what's the and, and they shouldn't be copying this game Mm. I'm I, I I'm angry about it being not what I want it to be. I was, in my, I was in my
0: temple. I find it very frustrating when they don't make a game when they don't make it for me. But think about how many how many games are there like Maybe Civ and Endless Legend? Endless Legend is the first game to come along that's anything like Civ in ages, and it's basically a fantasy setting because otherwise people will compare it to Civ. Like, give me a historical 4X game that isn't Civilization that's come out in the last five years.
2: Uh, yeah. It's yeah, well there's obviously there's the Europa Universalis and the Crusade right. Kings and all these they things. They are they are know. very different. Colonization hey, Which is
1: made by the same guys, but still it, it's it's not is. in the Civ
0: five engine, it's in the Civ four engine. Yeah, it's true. So that came out around Civ four. Um and the original is way better than the remake, I think. The, origi- the original original is really good. Is so I remember good. playing. I mean, there's it. actually
2: an original uh, I was gonna play it on the live stream. There's actually a, a, a Windows open colonization open it's, gr- it's a great game but not as good open cd man i could play that yeah we yeah. should play that
0: i love that game
2: we should yeah um period have you played
1: factorio no sir oh man oh, i think you God. might like it maybe
0: it looks very micromanaging me and
2: sips we have played 15 hours of factorio together
0: yeah, I saw the the. I, every time I look on Steam friends, you guys Factorioing it up, and I'm like, "Wow, that must be good." And then I watched a video of it, and I was like, "I ain't got time." In We're my finished life.
2: now. We did it. We, we finished we the it. game. We finished. Yeah. It. Well done. Well in done. In 15 hours, it was really
1: satisfying. It was really satisfying. Yeah. So much so that actually I've been playing it in my spare time as well. Because wow, why not? You know, sometimes you just need to go back and make it better. And, I mean, there I was the lots of room for improvement after 15 add hours. Add a lot of things I mean, there was to it. I think if we play it again, I think we should not have the drone network, though. I feel like the game loses its, I don't know. There's, it, Purity. It's it's, right. it's it's like it an open like TTD when you, when you get planes. It's just yeah, like, planes fuck it. Stupid, I don't care man. anymore. I don't care about my network. I don't, you know... Just shove a million planes in there, move them from <laughs> the farthest places and make the money, and I'm yeah. done with this game sort of thing. You're right.
2: We should ban drones if we play it again. But I think we should wait until there's some big community mods or big updates to the game because yeah. um, I think it will continue to be updated and, and added to, hopefully. Yeah. Um, you know, you know what my favorite well, bit
0: man. about Open TTD is when you've built – a little station, like a, I always spend the money in building the bigger stations, like in the middle of as close as I can to the middle of a city that's clearly going to grow. And then you yeah. play it for long enough, and suddenly you've got this metropolis around your station, and it's just yeah. trains. I love it. I love it. Yeah, oh, should play. You, it. you could
2: encourage that actually. You can encourage that by like building the roads, like building roads for them, building like railway tracks over there. Uh, building like bridges for them to expand to and stuff. Yeah. I tend to sort of just. Base everything around
1: one city when I play that game because I like that idea that you your your sort of links into the your city local are local business are what are growing it sort of thing. So like yeah. I'll always have a big station and then lots of transfers that get people to the I city like, and out. And this stuff. is what I'm
2: talking about with getting into the RP though, because then you can think about hey look I'm a local businessman. Yeah. You know there's like billboards. Vote <laughs> well, for town. Dave 2016 Regional <laughs> That's Councilman. Right. That's right. I'm gonna do I've got stuff. I've got a little bit of you. money. Yeah. I'm gonna start a bus route. Yeah. I'm gonna work my way up. I got a wife. I got
1: 2.5 kids, and I drive a Hyundai family sedan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Vote for me. Yeah. There was yeah. a game. Yeah. There
0: was a game in the in the early that. 90s called A Train. A dash train. I, re-
1: I remember that game. Yeah. It was, um it was a bit like Open TTD, but more was. on the cargo side, right? Like it
0: was, yeah. But, but you had you these had... little
1: blocks that you had to shift around and stuff. That's
0: right. Like you, you go pick up the blocks and move them. To, to, to somewhere where they wanted triangles or something like you yeah. moved things. and It, it was, wasn't it was incredibly kind of
1: intuitive though. It was no, a it was hard awful. game to play. It was awful. Yeah.
0: But they still, yeah. it was fun. It was fun because you built the city up. It was like that. So by yeah. supplying things to the city you built up and you'd have these little warehouses of blocks, you'd move blocks. It was really cool. But they still make it. It's like a regular series in Japan, I think. The A-Train series. Oh, it would um, be.
1: Fucking Japan and trains. They, they, they love, love it. They love it. So they it's a series of train trains.
0: simulation games. Listen to this. A-Train, the original I click on that. There it is. Right, A Train Three was the one that we actually played. That became known as A Train in the West. Do you know how many A Train games have been? Let me list them to you, Sips. Are you ready? A Train, A Train Two, A Train Three, MD A Train, A Train Four, A Train Five, A Train Z, A Train Six, A Train (laughs) Two Thousand and One, A Train Twenty First Century, A Train I, A Train Seven, A Train EZ, A Train HX, Eight DS, Nine 3D, 3D. I want to see it. Fuck. A Train 3D.
2: That's too I've much A Train for me. Of A Train. But oh. man, I could fucking play A Train. I, I could, I it could was, play it. I could play it. It
0: was bad, but it was also good. Do you know
2: what, though? If you have someone to hold your hand in these games, you can have a, such a good time. Like, you know, it really helped that um, I was able to sort of. Get us do, do, Like, when we, me and Tips play Factorio, I kind of... Because I played a little bit on my own, so I kind of had figured out some of the stuff. So we weren't, like, getting stuck, right? It was really nice to actually play a game with someone who knew what they were doing. Like, me and Doug had played a board game the other night, and neither of us really knew what we were doing. And we'd figured it out by the end, but it took us about two hours of frustration before we really... Whereas if one of us had known how to play the game... Mm. Yeah. And could have, like, you know... It wasn't like it wasn't like a game where because what if but sometimes when one of you knows how to play it's just a fucking stomp, okay. Um, that obviously doesn't help. But man, it's it's good if it's good to like bring along people to games that you love and share them with them because we've been doing that a bit lately. The we? nice
1: thing with Factorio is that it's a bit of a puzzle game, but it's something you do together. And like you know, we we built a factory and we tried to make it somewhat efficient. It it, it wasn't at all. We probably played the game wrong, according to people who play the game all the time. But it was really satisfying building our own thing the way that we thought it would work, you know, chopping and changing it when we needed to and making things a little bit more efficient if we needed to or fixing problems that were there and stuff. But it's just nice working with somebody towards something, right? Instead of having to be against somebody or, you know, just locked into some grind fest on your own, you know, where... Nobody can really help you and stuff. Like it was just a, yeah. it, it was really refreshing. Actually, it was a really nice experience. And like, I don't know, Open TTD boss. is a little bit like that too. Sometimes you know, like you you sort of. Just the way that the game evolves as it goes on, you know, you're like, Oh, you know, I, I need to use some of your track to like get across or something and, and you know what I mean? There's always like these little sort of things that you do together when you're playing with people and it it's nice. It's just fun. Mm. It's just it's just a really that's, good
0: that's time. That's like uh, when we did the anno, um 1404 Lewis, and it was yeah it was nice cuz you're you know
2: working together that's the difference i think you can do that on open we can work on the own the same company and share the same trains and manage the same system i think that we should, probably should because i think that that's how <laughs> sounded very this, swedish there we should <laughs> this, this, this is like um most of the most of the games that board games that i enjoy playing are kind of cooperative board games where you work Together towards the same goal, rather than yeah. you know aim to knock the other people out. I think I think that, that building and stuff and creating and, and working together on certain games works works way better. It wouldn't work on something like Civ, um, but that kind of feels like a different.
1: I think it would work in
2: something like Civ if you had a
1: really brutal and competent AI to play against together. You know where it was really right. a challenge. You know and you couldn't you couldn't just sort of. Um, pick up on AI patterns and work around them sort of thing. You know, like it like like it was just a
2: challenge sort of thing. Uh, like, I think if it was real time too, right, and there was this constant pressure to, you know, I, I think that's the thing. I think with turn-based, that doesn't lend so well to co-op. Um, I think turn-based works well with versus, whereas I think in something like OpenTGD, I think we'll have a lot of satisfaction. I think the problem with Open is, as opposed to Factorio, is that one of the nicest things about Factorio is that it had a very complex end goal, which is build the rocket and send it into space. Okay. Yeah. That is something which OpenTTD and other, sometimes other cult games sort of lack. But Anno is a similar thing. They, the one of the end goal is is build a big cathedral, which requires a whole shitload of stuff. And I think that's what we did. Was it PFLAX? Yeah. We yeah. aimed to build yeah. like the monument. And so, yeah, I mean, it was super satisfying playing that card, but it wouldn't have worked playing it versus. Uh, I no, don't think it would have been
0: really... I, I quite like the idea that you're you're just trying to work together to build something rather yeah. than just try to fight each other. And I say that having you know, play, played lots of games yeah, like that. Yeah,
2: creating yourself these goals and these milestones is so important, I think, and it gives yeah. you this real sense of closure. That like, Because I'm pre- kind of done with Binding of Isaac now, I'm like, okay, I've done what I set out to do, which was... Sort of finish the game, unlock these items, and you know I'll, I'll share it with other people, and I'll I'll show them how much I enjoyed it, and try and get them into it. But uh, in the same way, like it's it's not like it's, it doesn't matter. You, you, every game you have to kind of get to. Yeah, some games I think are a bit problematic in in that you just play them forever because they don't have this end game closure. But I think mm, that variety yeah. is I, having played, having had no internet and being able to play no Dota for a month. It's opened my eyes to, like, other games that I'm missing out on. And so I'm yeah. not going to come back to Dota in the same way.
0: You animal. Um, How could you abandon me? Y-
2: you are an animal. <laughs> I think I will play it, but I won't play it the way I've played it previously.
0: You mean you'll, pl- you'll, you'll play it You'll play it well? Is that what you're saying?
2: I won't play it
1: exclusively. It's going to get his game face back on. Get back into the um, track pants and microwave meals. Uh, I've been,
0: uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> get it, yeah, get it, Get back to just- shape.
1: He's just gonna That's get just right roll. back into the zone, the Dota zone, the the all push it to the limit. Yeah,
0: I'll run along and yeah. I'll be in a car ahead of you, dangling some 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 tangos or something from a stick, just dangling the tangos. You'll be running after them, lifting yeah. logs. Yeah, yeah, working it out.
1: <laughs> Me and Pyrian were talking about this before we started um, recording, saying you know, like like general gaming habits, right? Like you you pick up something. You binge on it for a bit. You really enjoy it. And then you get to the point where you're like, yeah, I'm done with this game. You know, I'm, I may have finished it. I may not have finished it. But I'm, I'm happy enough with my experience from this game where I'm just ready to, like, move on and, and play something else. Or, yeah, you know, sometimes you pick up a game three days before, you know, some huge release. Like, I've done this before where I have picked up a game and thought, fuck, I could really see myself playing a lot of this game. But I started playing it three days before like a WoW expansion came out or something. And then it yeah. was like after three days, boom, like I'd never touch it again. And it's not because I disliked it. It's because it's the kind of gamer I am. Like I'm I'm pretty fickle in that sense where I'll pick up something, play it for three or four days, play it a lot, and then just move on to something else. Because I've just yeah. – it satisfied my craving for for that, you know, like point and click adventure game or – uh, building a city or or just doing something. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to move on. And then I, I'll move on to like a totally different genre or or just pick up something that's new or, or whatever.
2: I like it though. You know, it, I, I think the, the variety is great. Yeah. With everyone. Like, you know, you, uh, I think it's to do with memory though. I think like if something isn't holding your attention or something you, you like a book or something you're reading, you just f- will forget to pick it up. It'll be there yeah. and you'll be like, I'll forget to pick it up. And then after a certain amount of time has passed, it'll be too long to pick it up again. You think, well, okay, it's been two weeks since I last picked that book up. I can't remember where I was. Oh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll pick it up, but maybe not. And then, you know, it's it, it's like that with games. I think, what well, I'm guilty of this with, with things like Skyrim and Fallout and... Um, just stopping like one of the things i did on fallout 3 was i just stopped at a certain point i just didn't come back and i I don't know why i just did and i obviously at some point i thought oh shit it's been too long and if i logged into that character i think oh fuck i don't know what i'm doing you know i don't want to go in like back into the game like not i guess what i'm worried about is that games have this difficulty curve right where they slowly ramp up and you know if you play them all in one go or regularly and you get through them, that's how it's that's how it works, out, that's how it's designed. Whereas if you take a two-week break, like, towards the end of the game, <laughs> like, uh, when you come back, it's like, oh, I can't really remember what I'm doing. I'm, I, I don't want to have yeah. to relearn. Um, Skyrim
1: and Fallout are weird because they're open enough where you can sort of get caught up into almost insignificant stuff in the game like i did this with fallout 4 and to some extent i did this with skyrim as well where i played it enough and i didn't actually complete the main storylines and those are meant to be like the you know you do this the huge arcing main storyline so that yeah. you, you know you complete the game if you like but there's still a lot to do but i never did those because i was just well, that's too busy going off doing my own thing and that's what happened in a way in my mind i've Finish those games because the things that I got up to and the things that I did that weren't the main storyline were enough for me. <laughs> so, like, well, t- I did something exactly. really dumb. Like, I finally got a house in Skyrim. And when I got the house, I was like, yeah, fuck, I, you know, I'm made. I've got this huge mansion out here with like all of my junk and like all of the followers that I've picked up up until now. And I'm done. I, I don't feel like doing anything else in the game now. Like, i It, it always know,
0: amazes me when you get people who still play that one game over and over again they play all the mods they replay it in different ways it's the same yeah I, it just blows my mind like i enjoyed well, fallout, I but i completely I understand it in that i'm just sort of like so fallout a, yeah. 3
2: was the thing they did that with and, and people always said to me you know oh you know what about when you meet your dad and liam neeson and listen i was like what are you talking about i never did any of that in fallout 3 because i never got that far in the main storyline i'd obviously yeah. given up before that happened so when i went back and uh to fallout 3 and played it with the mods and stuff i realized that i had done 97 percent of the fucking game i just hadn't done that three percent that was the main storyline thing that i didn't want to just you know like obviously couldn't be bothered to get around to
1: fallout 3 was a funny one for me because i you know you get to you get to megaton whatever and you're like yeah okay you know the main story is chasing in the footsteps of your dad and trying to find him or whatever and I completely just did not like. I'd never went to like the DC sort of metro area. I was just messing around, like you know, exploring, finding stuff, and then I happened upon the garage, you know. With and then underneath the garage, there's like the 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 part of the storyline, the main storyline, where like you oh, find yeah. your dad in like that cryo chamber. So I happened upon that. And just skipped like everything leading up to that point, like all of the storyline leading up to that point, because I just randomly found this place and I started exploring it. And there was a door that led into the vault underneath it. And you're like, oh, fuck, this is kind of cool. Like, what's this doing here? And then there's, like, a fucking cryo chamber with your dad in it. Or he's been, like, strapped <laughs> into some VR <laughs> thing or whatever. It's like, dad, what are you doing here? And it's like, fuck, I don't know where I am with the story now. Like, I've skipped. Like, it feels like I've skipped, like, 50% of it. Because I've just, like, found him down here. Like, and then he just sort of like, okay, son, let's go fix the pumps. Like, what? What am I doing?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's so so well, weird. Do you know what I love that the fact that they've actually allowed you to do that. You know, I yeah. think that that many times games will gate you and that will be permanently locked beyond a locked door that says you this door can never be opened or something like yeah. that. You know? yeah, yeah. And then you'll come along with some fucking quest NPC and she'll be like, oh, let me just pick this lock and then it opens and you go in there. It's like, oh, yeah. Okay, so I was at this garage, like, outside the door to where my dad was the whole time. You know, it's kind yeah. of... he was uh, just it, in
1: there. You could probably hear me fumbling around and swearing,
2: like, at things falling down and stuff, but no, you're not allowed to go As long as you in. can get your headcanon like, comfortable with that. That's okay. Yeah. I think that's what it's about. It's about... I like to make up these stories, so, you know, I, I like that, that sliding doors kind of thing where those, those you know, those missed-off opportunities just happened you know you like like you know like 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 we probably like who knows like period we may have met each other in life at some point like maybe when i was 10 and you were like 15 we were at disneyland you know and we were on the same ride or we we like met you know we can't remember it there's all sorts of these i love those little moments where you see because i remember uh, one of the particular ones i remember was that someone took a picture uh, at disneyland or whatever and they found out that their their future wife actually was in The background of that picture, like twenty years crazy. That's and so they were looking through their old family pictures, and they realized that they had two pictures that were almost the same. And they realized that they were in each other's pictures as kids. When
1: that shit happens, you have that moment where you're like, and I mean, nothing to that extent has happened to me, but I've had moments where I've thought like, fuck are people watching me like am i am i living like the truman show here or something like what the hell is (laughs) going on because like sometimes something happens and you're like what "What the fuck like hang on a second maybe like you know maybe all along like you know the government's just been like watching my every move i'm like an experiment or something because
2: that's just too crazy to have actually happened do you ever get that no no I've never had those moments in my life that were that crazy that I thought I was Jesus and that the whole universe revolved around me or anything like that. I think people Well, can I didn't think I was that. Jesus, but I thought, hang on a second, like this yeah, is just a down, little Lewis.
1: bit too convenient. Like maybe, you know, maybe I'm I'm fucking like the butt of some intergalactic joke or something, you know? Like maybe maybe like I live in this like jail thing that aliens set up and they're all laughing at me because like I just Fucking masturbate too much, maybe, and
2: you know, do. <laughs> I some thought we talked, shit. They were watching you through your iPad camera. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, didn't we?
0: Didn't we talk about simulation theory last time? I thought we talked about this last time on the podcast. Maybe. Oh
1: my god. Maybe this will be the new <laughs> Wolfenstein. <laughs> maybe like it got, got deleted it from time. my memory. Do you, yeah. Do
0: you remember Wolfenstein, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck.
1: Has anyone played the latest Wolfenstein games? Uh, Man, <laughs> anyone, anyone want to come out? out? Oh, like, I bought it, it on like, the Steam
2: sale It was like Christmas. two or three years it was like, ago, for sure. It was like four pounds. And it was... Because well, I I didn't buy very much on the Steam sale at Christmas. But it was that one day when it was like 80% off. And Terps had told me that it was good because he was sick. And he played it when he was sick. And so I thought, if I ever get sick, um, I'll play Wolfenstein. And so, yeah. But my God, it's like 40... It's like 50 quid for the New Order and the Old Blood of the moment on Steam. Fuck. But I bought it for like five. Nice. Uh, so yeah... I suggest, that's an interesting thing I suggest, like, just keep in the back of your mind a game that you 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 think is worth going to be worth playing yeah, and then have it installed on in your computer in case of emergency.
1: I did that with Mad Max, the Mad
2: Max game. Oh, yeah.
1: I was just like, I, I bought it for like three pounds or something. It was in sale. And I was like, I don't know. Is this game going to be good? Maybe. I'll try it. I liked Fury Road or whatever, so I'll give it a try. And it was like pretty good. But I don't know if it was good because I only paid three pounds for it. Because uh, maybe full <laughs> price, I would have been disappointed.
0: Have you seen the state of the Steam store at the moment? Oh, no. it's
2: a fucking disaster I'm just, area. L- l- Let me
0: list you the shit that's available to me, all right? All right, The Division, all right? So that's a big title. And then yeah, yeah. Chronics action champion which is an awful title for a game i'm never going to play armor 2 which has been out for fucking ever the vive which i've already pre-ordered soccer manager 2015 free to play that's going to be garbage hitman absolution very old wasn't very well received steam link don't care defcon again very old game already got it steam controller not interested uh arena cyber Evolution, don't care uh, free to play. Way of the Samurai 3. Don't care. Club Manager 2015. Don't care. Battleborn. Don't really want to play that. Red Crucible Firestorm. Free to play. Don't care. And then pre-orders for the Banner Saga <laughs> 2. And then I look through the other titles that are available, and it's just there's just nothing until I get down to a certain title called. One second. Let me just get the full title because <laughs> I want to get—I want to get this right. It's called, what list are you
1: looking at right now? Because I'm looking at top sellers right now. Right. I, I was
0: looking at all new releases. Okay. Or, or, all or new. Re- s- okay. S- well suggested. So I want you to type in for me, Sips. I want you to type in Candice. C-A-N-D-I-C-E And look at the game Candice Debebe's Incredibly Trick Lifestyle That's the name of the game Candice Debebe's in De Incredib- okay. Incredibly Trick Lifestyle It has tr- most, mostly lifestyle.
1: positive reviews I don't know it's how 15. It's yeah. had 15 reviews Mostly yeah. positive Was released on the 22nd of March Which was yeah. Yeah. The, two, days ago, two yeah. days ago It is an adventure indie RPG May Maze. It actually uses the tag meme.
0: Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah.
1: So I don't know. Is is Candy the <laughs> Bebe a thing? Like
0: no, no, no. It's just a piece of shit game that someone's made. It's like a gag, right? So they've made this gag game. It's. I mean, just looking at it makes me want to uninstall all the other games I've ever purchased and just just go live in a house in the middle of nowhere. But, they, but these no
1: games, internet. these games thrive off of youtubers though right like because you know that a you know a game like this will be picked up by a popular youtuber and they're gonna load it up and be like what the hell like this is crazy and stuff and and people will watch it and stuff and mm. the game will sell off the back of that because everybody will want to recreate that hilarious experience for themselves and is how much is it 339 so it's not it, yeah. t- it's not 10p like bad rats was because Bad Rats is like one of the most sold games on Steam, but it's yeah. because it was 10p. So, yeah, like, people yeah. would just buy it
2: for a joke present it per- to give to their for friends me. and yeah. stuff. Somebody bought yeah. it for it. Yeah. yeah. It's like those movies, though, that are so bad that they're the most popular. Like, sometimes it's like the producers, people fight over having the worst movie, the worst game on Steam. People proactively try to make worst game on the worst movie Candy's the baby's incredibly trick lifestyle have you read the about this game
0: yeah
1: oh yeah. read it what does yeah. it say read it out loud
0: all right so here is let me just go back to it all right i'm Candy Sinnet. it that's me up in the photo the biggest one as i am well important and this is an action rpg all about the incredibly trick lifestyle and me and my mates so basically, I was going to get myself a new fake tan one day when an evil singing sensation named Crystal turns up and starts causing havoc in it. Naturally, I wasn't having uh, that and tried to stop her. Sadly, I failed and she stole my mate's tannin business and so on. I, I kind of didn't want to read it. It's
2: just fucking uh, a U- Unity Edge in piece of shit to be thrown together in about I mean, five seconds flat. Uh, you guys you guys are slamming this. I just bought it.
1: And did you actually? I did, yeah, oh. because I hate myself and I want to die so <laughs> i um no i didn't i didn't just buy it okay, but right. i don't know like how did this get mostly positive 15 reviews
2: 73 they percent of the-
0: over it. it's obvious nobody else is gonna ever no, say
2: oh this is a hilarious lol this yeah, game is so ain't. bad it's good
0: it oh, ain't there's oh, a yeah.
1: review here that says just simply don't full stop yeah.
0: that i like that After 6.4 hours
1: as well, this guy actually probably finished the game. (laughs) He
0: finished the game. Yeah. Fair play to him. Well done, sir.
2: I've got a thing here. Thea, The Awakening. Hmm. Recommended by Andre D. Oh, yeah. He's one of our Dota friends. Uh, Yeah, yeah. He's written a fucking like two-page review of this game. Yeah, he does that quite a bit. Yeah. What? Candies Eighty-six the hours he's played it, and he, oh. he likes it.
0: It's got very positive reviews. Over seven hundred and six reviews. That's impressive. You know what?
1: You know what I find interesting? I like the whole queue thing that Steam does, and yeah. it's funny sometimes. Like I'll, I'll I'll explore my queue for you guys today. All right, you ready for right. this? Yeah. I have yeah. eleven remaining. Okay, so Smite is my first one. I already, don't already fuck owned. yeah, yeah don't I re- played it. Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, second Total War Warhammer, which I'll I will never play. But fair enough. Pre-order. So that's a pre-order. Homeworld remastered collection. I I, I vaguely remember playing Homeworld. How back old in the day. is Homeworld? It's pretty old, but this is the remastered collection anyway. Um next up Dark Souls 3. I'm not a fan of Dark Souls. I I've, right. I've tried to play Dark Souls in the past and I have just I didn't find it like very enjoyable. I can see the appeal, though. I
2: yeah, I, I, I get no, the I'm hype and there. stuff. I'm, I'm Listen, but- Dark Souls. We could just talk about very sec- ten seconds about Dark Souls. Is that when I've played it, you it, you do want to smash your controller on the on the ground, and you do you throw the controller because it's so frustrating yeah. and bullshit. But when you pull off some insane fucking skill combo, you you feel like the most the most biggest badass in the world. It's really, really weird. Yeah. It goes from...
1: I, I, I get that. Yeah. I just don't want to experience it. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> want to go through the negative to get to the
2: positive. But yeah. I, it's like, it's I understand the like appeal of like that. It's like one of those Mario Maker games, right? Where you yeah. die 50 times, but eventually you you, com, you come through, like, the perfect run. And you slowly yeah. learn, and then you become a master. That's what it's like. That's Dark Souls. All right. Yeah. Next All right. up,
1: Next. Path of Exile, which is, you know, the, like, better Diablo, according yeah. to people. yeah. I've been yeah. meaning to try it but I haven't. Diablo yeah, so. for nerds. It's cool. Yeah. It's in my my queue. CS:GO. I've never played it. It's apparently pretty good. What I mean, I used to play for? a lot of Counter-Strike back in the day, but I haven't played it like recently and I certainly haven't played CS:GO. Um, what's next? Next up, uh Polaris Sector, which is a simulation strategy forex space grand strategy game. I've never heard of it before, but right. is There it- you go.
2: Oh, it's just newly released. Yeah, it came came out out
1: two days ago. Same as with uh, Candice De Bebe. Um, (laughs) So those two are neck and neck now. Uh, The final four, Way of the Samurai 3, which I think um, Pirion mentioned possibly Mm -hmm. in the new releases. I did, yeah. Sheltered, which kind of looks a bit like um, This War of Mine. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. This War of Mine was awful. I hated it. Oh, I liked it. I thought it was good. Hyperdimension Neptunia Action Unleashed. <laughs> I mean, sucks, Steam. Literally, I've never played an anime game once Ugh. in my life, and this one is quite clearly an anime game. I don't know why you're recommending this to me, unless maybe you think I need to try something new or whatever. But
0: can I? You know what, Sips? I'm in the same boat. Somebody bought me Hatoful Boyfriend as a joke. I never installed right. it, and since that point. Every time I go to my thing, it's all, how about some fucking anime, period? I'm like, no! Like, I want to take... Don't <laughs> show me this shit ever again. If a game has a oh, the no tag no anime, oh, don't show an me that. I don't know. I want to say, here's a tag I don't ever want to see anime. If the tag anime appears, banish it from Steam for me. My personal view, it's invisible. Battlefleet
1: Gothic Armada, which isn't even out yet, so it's a mm. pre-order thing, I guess. And finally arma 3. Okay. Which I've never played. That was my <laughs> cue. I don't know why. I mean, there's better games on here to helpful. recommend to me
2: that I might buy, but like none of those I would have bought. I don't think, except for. Do you, mean, used what the do you Bae-bae think about like up. the curators and stuff? Do you follow any of like the the create curators, the people who like you know I suggest do, yeah, games you I to I do, play? and it's just a lazy way of
1: because I, I I still read PC Gamer and I still read uh, Rock Paper Shotgun as yeah, well. Yeah, and it's just a lazy way of getting almost like a recommendation or a review out of them. You know, if I don't have time to read it, or I've fallen a bit behind on reading it, or whatever. Um, I find it kind of useful, but at the same time, it's it's such a weird thing, you know, like nowadays, there's so many games coming out, like way, like more than there ever has been before, right? Like there's, there's such a huge amount of choice of games to buy. There's all these early access games coming out, indie games coming out. There's all sorts of shit to try. And because we do what we do, we tend to you know, my Steam library is fucking huge. Like I yeah. have so many fucking games that I've never even installed, you know, like let alone even thought about playing sort of thing. And it's weird. I feel, like, I feel like, I, like I'd love to go back to the days where I was genuinely excited about a game coming out and reading about it. And, you know, months later it finally came out and I would play it and, you know, experience it, enjoy it, and then sort of move on to the next thing instead of just being inundated with thousands of games and having all these like mini experiences but never sticking to anything like it's yeah it's hard to explain it's really weird but
0: I I think it's weird because a game will come along that I become obsessed with like say Dota and play constantly uh XCOM 2 finish that like I've never finished games and I could not Wait to finish. I just wanted to see what happened. Like I was really caught up in the the story and the the my guys and trying to finish the game and and see all the monsters and bosses and everything and get all the levels. I I really really was a really really into it. And I'm hesitant to start a new one because I know they're going to bring out the expansion. So I'm like, when the expansion comes out, I'm going to start again, do the whole thing again, and and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a lot of mods
1: for XCOM too, though. Like like I watch a guy play it. He's just done a playthrough on Legend. He's completed the game. It's very enjoyable to watch. His name is Christopher Odd. If you if you want to watch it as well, and he's going to start season two soon, uh, which is just going to be another playthrough. But he's got a couple of mods this time. So like oh, wow. he's got he's got like the uh, like the blade mod, so that your rangers never miss with their swords, and it just oh. makes swords uh, a bit better because they're kind of shit. And, st- yeah. and just things like that. So just a couple of little things to just make the second playthrough a little bit different. You know. Yeah. Um, and and I think I think that's a cool thing. XCOM 2 is really great, isn't it?
0: Yeah. It's a really so let me give, let me give you my cue, because I haven't looked at it in a very long time. Okay. Right. But I've got uh, 11 I've got 12 titles on it. Factorio is on there. Yeah. Which I I know you guys are recommending. The Division yeah. is on there, which I know we were talking about maybe playing. Stardew Valley, which I kind of want to get into, but at the same time, I just really don't fancy just having to lug potatoes around in a barn like that's too close to my real life anyway Fucking right. hy- <laughs> for, for some reason fucking hyperdimension neptunia is on this shit i did not fucking add this i'm gonna click not interested that is out of my mess now
1: it's a fucking conspiracy okay it i is. bet you they've paid money to appear in everybody's fucking queue for like a week or something for and then you'll never see it again because like uh, that what the fuck i don't I, own a single game yep that is any way related to that game, and it's well, yeah,
0: it's it's utterly bizarre. I, I, Arc Survival Evolved, which but, but I then have again, to play.
1: I just bought it as well because <laughs> I, I hate myself, so I bought an I'm anime sorry. game. And
0: <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, oh, night out. night online, like with a K, night online. Uh, no, uh, not interesting. Night online,
2: okay, that. We have had a great podcast. I'm gonna just bookend this now so uh so we wait, wait, don't we're start not Q. Come no, on. I don't let wanna hear about Q. what Perian's it's, Q it's is. Mid- let, it, you let, let check it. out games. I don't wanna promote these <laughs> games that are probably shit and don't deserve you mentioning. Yeah. Let's you you check out some games. Do you know what? I actually care a lot more about those the people who've actually reviewed stuff. So based on Andre's um fucking essay. About whether that 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 game, I'm going to pick that one up and have a go, and then which we'll you one? Hyper back. Dimension right. XU right. yeah, or whatever? Report back. Okay, yeah, yeah, report
1: listen. Back. Before we bookend, we have a couple of questions. We'll bat through them quick, okay? All we right, real quick. All right. quick fire round. All right. First one is from a man or a woman named Jet. Uh, top game so far for this year, quickly.
2: XCOM.
1: Oh, yeah. XCOM 2 is so good. Yeah, me too. XCOM so, 2. So XCOM 2, in my opinion, is a masterpiece. Like, yeah. it's a fucking great game. And if it yeah. doesn't win Game of the Year for 2016, which it probably won't, but I think it should, because it's, it's should. fucking great. It's brilliant. It's really, Absolutely really brilliant. brilliant. Yep. Next. Uh, Van Lutnant asks, uh, this is a question for all of us again, uh, what are your opinions on a trip to New Zealand? I get asked this all the time for some reason. Like...
0: Too, too far... No thanks.
1: Yeah. yeah, me too. Too far. I got family and stuff. I'm not interested in sitting on a plane for like twenty four hours or however am, long it takes to get there.
2: I am desperate to move to New Zealand and live there forever for the rest of my life. I think that when I get when I get sick of this, that's where I'm going. Cool. Well, I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna become completely a out of left
1: field on that one. Like two yeah, to it's one. It's like two, two people, people who just don't I, wanna I, go because I was hoping to get me and it's hoping an inconvenience.
2: To New yeah. Zealand uh this January, but we ended up not doing it because of various things. So right. maybe next January. Next winter we want to go there. Um
1: I mean, don't get me wrong, I would like to visit and maybe do a convention or something, but it's so far and I'm so lazy. And yeah.
0: That's
1: you're it. happy
2: where you are. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next,
1: NP manga cat. Uh, Asks This is a bit of a, well, it's probably going to be a quick one, but what is your opinion on having a relationship at a younger age, 10 to 15? Just curious. (laughs) What do you think about that? You know, first time you ever kissed somebody, was it within that age range, 10 to 15? The thing is you can't have a meaningful relationship between the age of 10 and 15 because you don't have a fucking clue
2: about anything that life has in store for you or anything, right? Like, no um and so, even when you're even from 16 to 30 you still don't really have a clue so, no that's true yeah but and l- most relationships don't you know kind of really bed down to them till their mid-20s more so, power
1: to you though if you enter a relationship between the ages of 10 and 15 and you stay with that person until the day you die as like long as you are whatever. between 10 and 15 yes. as long yeah. as you're happy that's cool but I think between the age of ten and fifteen, I think you should just like go out and have fun and do shit and not worry about just relationships. Just
2: fucking eat, drink Mountain Dew, eat Doritos, play yeah. video games, play lots of colonization. Just and don't don't, <laughs> don't be a filthy <laughs>
0: <laughs> whatever the kids are doing these days. Playing colonization yeah. or whatever. Listen yeah, to yeah.
1: music. Go to the disco. I don't know. Do a yeah. roller skate with your friends. <laughs> anyway. Uh, next one is from this last one. Uh, the Vault 13 Legend asks, uh, well, first compliments. Love the Doritos podcast. Bravo, lads. That's nice. Thank you. Yeah. And okay. uh, asks, what is the worst job you guys have had and why? Can you guys think of any jobs that you've had off the top of your head that were terrible? All of them. Uh, yeah.
0: I didn't mind my jobs,
1: but I had a paper route when I was really young and I was forced to do it to like teach me the value of work and money and stuff like that. I fucking hated it. And I used to dump all of the newspapers in a forest by my house um, and then go to my friend's house and play Nintendo instead.
2: Nice. (sighs) Oh my God. What a fucking
1: guy. Well, yeah, but I come from a place where it's like minus 40 for six months of
2: the year and fucking hand delivering
1: newspapers was
2: that is the worst time of my life i think the worst time of my life is being forced to stand out on a sports field when in like you know in in primary school with shorts on in the middle of fucking winter and like you know having to run around and like in the absolute freezing ass cold with shorts on fuck you Fuck you for making me do that. Yeah. Whoever yeah. Mrs. Mrs. Burge or whatever your yeah. name was. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, where are you now, Mrs. Burge? That's right. I'm on a podcast and where are you? <laughs> Probably
2: just like retired and
1: having a nice time yeah. or whatever. But still, <laughs> the shorts you fucking
0: miss. Can't believe it. Yeah. All right.
2: Yeah. Got anything else, P Worst bad, job.
0: bad jobs. Honestly, I've I've never had a job I enjoyed apart from this one. So uh, I hated all of them. I hated working. All of them. I hated working for some asshole. And pretty much every job I had, every single manager I ever had was just an asshole. There's just yeah. something about That's being a manager that attracts assholes. Uh, you're not my manager. You're not the boss of me. <laughs>
2: Cool. Little do you know, peace Go facts.
0: on. Go on. Then. <laughs> Fire me, Lewis. I will walk out of this podcast right now. Yeah, sorry. That's fair enough. <laughs> no, I, this yeah. like honestly like, like I'm saying, this is literally, you know, in terms of jobs I've had, I've worked in a warehouse one summer. Just it was a pharmaceuticals warehouse. So oh the truck man, the truck working comes in a Warehouse
1: in. is pretty good, though. I, no, I worked awful. in a warehouse. I it enjoyed was it.
0: Awful. It was, it was two people. It was me and one other guy, and he yeah. was he was at least at least Mentally backwards, possibly, and they worse. had
2: a massive overdelivery of lube. Oh, yeah. the lube! Yeah,
0: we had to. And get down me to it. this
2: guy didn't know what to do with it. We just had this, so much lube. Jeez. Oh man, the lube! <laughs> yeah. So anyway, on that bombshell, it was awful. I suggest we say goodbye. Thank you for listening to this podcast. It's been about same length as last time surprisingly i the time just went by a lot quicker this time yeah uh, thank you let us know if you enjoy it and we'll carry on doing it hopefully we enjoy it and uh, we're gonna have to figure out a way to um monetize this in some way <laughs> uh but we'll worry about that in future podcasts let us know what you think we should do yeah um, lewis wants to go to new zealand so we have to somehow get some money I, I do eventually for, Want to, to ship him to, off yeah to, to to go there so yeah we'll need some funds to the do The downside that. Yeah. of him going to New
1: Zealand is that once he does that we probably won't be able to do this podcast anymore so you yeah. have to weigh it up and no you know? more
0: Dota so yeah. So
1: donate if you don't like the podcast and don't donate if you want to see it continue in a weird way Right yeah. Okay that sounds good
2: <laughs> See you next time everybody Bye bye bye, bye. bye. bye.